Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey everyone, it's Antonio from Nana Tings.、Uh, this is a new series I'm gonna have on the side called Tings Tea Time. I have a lot of internal dialogues with myself and epiphanies, and I feel like maybe it's time to share that for some self healing and therapy as well as maybe the listeners can.、Um, Be helped by it as well, or or collab with me, and maybe have a podcast about certain topics that I am talking about.、Um, so, welcome to Ting's Tea Time. Please grab some water, or coffee, or champagne, or a vodka shot, or whatever you want, wine, <laughs> and get ready for the ride, and get ready for some feels to be sad. Stay tuned for more. Don't forget to check out my new book, Falling Angel: Rise in Phoenix, available at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Target, and Kindle. So at Ting's Tea Time today, I want to get into the topic of relationships, and I am going to get into the topic of dating and friendships, especially in this current time. So to get right into it. How do you know you are ready to date? So I am gonna go on about my current relationship status and things that happen and all this. But I want to ask you: How do you know when you you are ready? Like, you know, we live in a world where it's like, okay, you know what? Take your time. Don't date yet. Get to know who you, like who you are. Uh, make your money, make your coin. But then, I mean, don't get me wrong. You have a lot of millennials that are like engaged at twenty six or twenty seven right now, and are, I have some friends that have kids at thirty. So it could be either or, right?、Um, especially in the gay community, it is a little bit later. No shade, but like I am the gay community, and for me, like, <laughs> hello, living example. <laughs> so my thing is, my last relationship was about four years ago, and. It wasn't the healthiest relationship. It definitely was in a toxic cycle, and I for sure was dating for the wrong intentions, thinking that I wanted a boyfriend, but really I just wanted the title and probably the consistent sex. And it got really,、um, really, really abusive.、Uh, not on my end. I'm not going to go into too much of the stories because I, even if I don't talk to this person anymore, I do want to respect the privacy. But it was really bad, and I'm just thankful enough that I had the willpower to. Get out of a relationship that was abusing me. It's、um, an fast forward until current state.、Um, I finally had my first relationship in four years, where I think I was ready to date because I've been working a lot on myself this year. I wrote a book.、Um, I've been talking to a therapist. I have a psychiatrist. I'm,、uh, you know, experimenting with anti-anxiety medication, and I really am. Becoming a mental health advocate and doing these podcasts and really just trying to work on my fucking self daily, you know, like I feel like everyone should be in this world, and I thought that I was ready to date, but you know, the thing is, are we ever ready to date? Because like, I looked at my last relationship, my my recent one, and you know, the trial and tribulations of it, I sort of look at it and I'm like, you know, I'm not perfect, and I definitely fucked up a few times, but at the same time, the other person. Also, is equal. You know, if if it becomes a cycle of arguments, or you're not seeing eye to eye, and you're trying to force something that's actually the karmic timing's not there. And、uh, I don't know. I I guess I looked back at these past few months, and I'm like, okay, the relationship like had its moments of drama, and like you know, didn't end so well. But it, the the good moments were really good. I mean, but that's like with anything, right? Like with friends. 
and I don't know I I trying to figure out like say this in words but like I guess the four months were like showing me that I am ready to date but at the same time as I get to know myself more and work on myself I need to have someone that is going to match me on a level of of my standards and and for anyone that's different right for my standards it's emotional intelligence um good career ambition um things like that uh non-problematic <laughs> you know for me some simple things in life you know and i i think it just goes to show you that you know i know people that are 10 years older than me right or like you know you see in hollywood like these stars or just people in general uh, get divorced after 20 years of dating and having kids. It's one of those things where it's like, are we ever ready to date fully? You know what I mean? Because you have to compromise and you have to coexist with, you know, it's two people coexisting as one unit. And I I think that we're never really ready. That's what we're always learning. Or I think also that, so in empathy, like, like studying about it and learning like more of my empath side, uh, I learned that a lot of empaths will have uh, numerous soulmates because we are so sensitive and, and sometimes we get hit so much with energy, especially our partner's energy, that we move on more with soulmates and, and with people in our current life, whether it's a, a fuck buddy, a, a fling, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever, a wife, husband, um, even like in a, you know, three-o marriage, it could be two other people. Um, but... I'm realizing, like, for me, I, 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 maybe I'm meant to have, you know, a lot of flings and learn about myself through that or have numerous soulmates. And I'm learning, like, that is okay. I think in society, we're taught that you have one partner forever or, like, work on yourself till you're ready to date. But, like, we don't want, we don't know when we're fucking ready to date some of us. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when you work on yourself or whatever, you think, okay, maybe I'm 32, I have my shit together, I'm ready to date. And then you date, and then it goes south, or in three years, the guy or girl cheats on you, or um, it, it's a great marriage, and then 10 years later, after you have kids, you get a divorce. No one fucking knows when there's some it's going to be, to be honest. And you know what? We may have more than one. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it like that. So, any listeners, hit me up, because I would love, love to hear what you have to say about it. Because, honestly, like... It really is a clusterfuck. <laughs> Let's get right into this topic, breakups. So I'm over here sitting on my couch trying to figure out, you know, processing a breakup. So everyone has a different process to, you know, how they manage uh, talking to their partner or trying to be a friend, you know, friendship in, in the future. Or I don't even know how to explain it because I am going through something right now where, you know, it's like, so everyone's human and I know it sounds so cliche to be like, oh yeah, I'm human, you know, la 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 la. But like, it's true though. Like I, you know, if you miss someone's presence, like it, it, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I, 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 I miss the, the energy that I had with him in another room working or, you know, you, you miss the moments of like going to the park or cuddling and of course sex, sex is such a big thing. And I have a question for my listeners. How do you all um, deal with a breakup? Because this is my first relationship since I would like to say three and a half, four years ago at this point. Shit, that flew by. Um, yeah, I 
I, I'm an empath and I'm someone that also suffers with general anxiety disorder and I feel like sometimes I can get in my head and I don't know how to figure out is it is it my empathy emotions I'm feeling for my partner that I was tied into or is it is it me being oversensitive to something or is it just anxiety thoughts of like what could happen what if versus you know what is real um I do believe in space as hard as it is because you are so used to talking to someone every day throughout the day and sharing an energy and you know coexistence together as a couple but then at the same time it's like where is the balance in learning to heal and having closure but then at the same time being able to check in and have space with your ex-partner also, when is it the right time to create a friendship? You know, me, I'm a romantic and I'm a big lover and really, really, really sensitive. So my thing is like, when do you figure out to be friends? You know what I mean? Like for people like me, it's not one of those like right away things because there's so much, uh, you know, romantic feelings involved still. For other people, it could be, you know, two months of time and they're fine. But then it's also one of those things where it's like, so for example, uh is there a full closure no right i personally feel like i need a full closure moment the way i i think i'm a logistical thinker and a dreamer at the same time so it you know i have both worlds with my brain process and i feel like i need to have like a closure conversation i need to make sure that both parties are understood what got fucked up in the relationship right and personally i feel like if i don't get that then i stay in this limbo of like oh my god what if we get back together um or if we're friends are we gonna be fuck buddies or is there still gonna be a sexual romantic attraction to each other and those are valid thoughts because if you think about it it's like if you are like me where if you didn't get closure it still opens that portal and you don't have that hard like no we're over kind of thing and it's like i'm in a situation where it is that like i feel that i know somewhat of what happened right to trigger the breakup but at the same time i the way my brain works is i'm trying to process like what like what factors involved the full breakup and was the breakup needed or was it um what's the right word i'm looking for was the breakup uh was it validated i should say like what was the breakup needed you know um and yeah i guess with the teens tea time this is sort of the conversation i want to have or one of the topics is break up in relationships and how you move on. I would love, 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 love to hear what my listeners uh, do with breakups because obviously we live in a day and age where the divorce rate is 50%. Uh, there's a lot of che cheating. A lot of people are growing, so they're realizing they're not ready for relationships. So I wanna know what, what do you do when you face a breakup or not even a long-term relationship breakup maybe it's a fling of three months and shit got weird you know um yeah that's pretty much where i'm at with that and we'll get into more topics so continuing this the conversation with uh breaking up with someone and handling that my next thing that i want to talk about is how do you know when it is enough to stop reaching out so like i said prior 
I'm an empath, right? So I could feel my partner's energy or ex-partner's energy away from the room. Like even with friends, like I'll text my friends and be like, hey, like what's going on today? Or like, how's your vibe? And they're like, oh my God, like how do you know that I am going through something? And and for me, it's like, I, I can't explain it. I just feel it. Like I, I'm so intertwined with people's energies and you know, it, it, it could be a blessing and a curse at the same time because it is so cool to have like these mirror neurons in your body and, and be a small percent of someone that can understand humanity and empathy, but then at the same time you're taking on these problems. So for example, with my breakup, I can feel their energy, right? And I know when something is up or if, you know, the li- the lifeline slash timeline of our friendship, relationship, whatever you want to call it, isn't over yet. So my thing is like, when when do you know that you shouldn't be reaching out anymore? So like, I reached out just like a, hey, what's up? And didn't go the way I want, whatever, okay. Not gonna put labels or get into the drama of it, right? But then I was like, hey, I'll give a few days, maybe you need more time. Granted, if someone breaks up with you, they should be reaching out to you, not vice versa. That That is a belief of mine. But I am breaking my belief because I can feel this person's vibe and I still know that they are a good person and they are a great human. They. They literally, their heart is like gold. Just obviously there's differences. So I, I break my own rule, which sucks because it's like, I I think I care too much. So then I reach out again and it still doesn't go the way I want. And I was like, okay, I'll give it another week's space. I reached out a few days ago, of course, when I'm drunk in my feels, as a lot of us do, which we shouldn't be, you know, uh, it turned into it pretty much a slap to my face. like me realizing like, okay, no matter how much I feel, you can't change someone's healing process. And therefore like with my ex-partner, I'm gonna have to, you know, wait on it. And I, I guess the for my listeners, I, I just wanna ask you guys, like how do you know when you just are done reaching out or like, or also how many how many times do you reach out or like how many times do you give out your hand and being like hey even though this is fucked up and like this happened i'm here for you human to human you know um i don't know that's where i'm at right now it's really hard um you know these podcasts are really vulnerable for me because they're sort of just like journal entries talking and you know trying to get like feedback from other people and I, yeah, we'll just see what happens. I mean, I'm at a point right now of recording this where I just sort of want to, you know, just do my own thing. But at the same time, it's, I I go through a constant struggle daily being like, oh my gosh, like I really care about them. Like I want to make sure they're okay. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well they need space and I need to also respect that. And then it hurts, you know, it's such a uh, little intertwine. (laughs) Don't offend anyone. (laughs) Uh, the next topic is friendship. So let's just, I'm going to just go right into it. Fuck it. So the past five weeks have been really, um, how, what's the right word I can say? It's very uh, eye-opening. I believe that with COVID, since our lives are a little bit more calmer, uh, I haven't been so busy, like in the sense of like working three jobs in the city and drinking and going on a date with someone and going to see my mom for the weekend and like running around and trying to fit, you know, 30 things in a week, you know, and also try to fucking fit in sleep. <laughs> so I think with having all this free time, 
I'm starting to see that some of my friends co- slash ex-friends, um, their true characteristic traits. Now, before COVID, you would meet with someone, right? Or, or meet someone at a bar and then become their friend. And then it's, I believe in tier friendships. So you have your best friends, you have your uh, friends, you have your going out friends that, you know, your besties for the weekend. And then you have your acquaintances where I see you once every four months at a party and we take a shot and we hang out and we reminisce about being fucked up at the other party and then it goes nowhere. So, but I'm learning that since I do have a big heart and um, my empathy, I'm learning as I learn more about myself, I'm realizing like I am actually am more introverted than extroverted. And I'm also realizing that some of these people in my life have had shitty tendencies and really problematic behavior. Now, the reason why I let people slide so much is because I'm not trying to toot my own horn here by saying I'm a good person, but I have a big heart. I am known for giving people several chances and I'm learning that I've been manipulated and I've been walked over and I've I've had people use those chances and throw them in my face or overuse it. And I'm at a point now, while I work on myself and my therapist and my psychiatrist and I read these books about empathy and I, I really try to understand my psyche a little bit more and like the power that I have in this world to be a good person, I'm learning that like a lot of these people without the distractions of alcohol and work and running around stressed out in the city are shitty people. Now, I've had a few moments happen to me, a moment, sorry, a few things happen to me in these past few weeks. So like, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I found some images of me online where it was very violating. And when I brought it up to this person, they did not, they didn't even you know, show any empathy or sympathy to like what they did. Then I have another person that just really went on this like frantic wild moment and it got so, you know, God forbid it, it it got physical, you know, some people were just nervous to be around this kind of energy and scared, including myself. Um, I had another person in my life uh, sort of play the victim card and, and and make you feel bad about them and, and gaslight you and then would also gaslight my other close friends and then make this explosive fight. And even more recently, I have some friends where they've ditched me in my face saying that they're not going to go out and then bam, I'm catching them on social media or like through another friend that they're out doing something else. It's like, honestly, I'm all about honest, honesty. Like, just say you're not going to fucking go out. And then even recently, like I'm learning that I am so in tune with my emotions and how I feel that I have no problem telling someone that I'm upset and people think that's drama. The thing is, that's not drama. That is literally me being an adult and letting you know, hey, you fucked up. I don't hate you. I'm not going to cancel you, but just know where you fucked up and let's move on from that. If you brush that off and say, I don't want to do drama or like, I don't want to talk about this, that is more hurtful because as a human, we are allowed to give you feedback and vent about our emotions, especially highly sensitive people like me. And if someone doesn't, if someone does not validate that, then like I, I'm learning that it's really okay to say no or drop you in a tier of friendship and make you an acquaintance. Cause like I even have really close friends that I thought like, you know, we are close, but then there was, there's been some situations lately where uh, you know, they're doing their own thing and like, I feel shitty about it. And then when I confront about it, they get defensive and it's like, don't project, you know, you're, you're being defensive because you know, you're wrong. And then you're projecting on me and gaslighting me. No, no, honey. Um, but yeah. So with that being said, I'm, I'm learning that like, I, I had a good conversation with my friend today when we were eating lunch and she said that you, it's a right to have friends momentarily. It's a right to grow out of friends and it's a right to have party friends. 
And sometimes your best friends will just become your friends. After a while, they don't serve your purpose. And I'm learning that I was, I always had the tendency of making everyone my best friend. You know, I love people. I love talking to people. I love, you know, sharing intimate moments with people. I love heart to hearts. Um, but I'm, I'm learning that and not everyone's gonna have my best interests, you know what I mean? And not, and not everyone's gonna really understand me or, or even give a fuck about me, you know? They're, it, you're on this earth for yourself, right? So unless they're like a really like diehard parent or a sibling, a lot of people are not gonna have your back. And that, it's sad to say, but it's, it's real, right? And I'm learning that, no, I actually only have like five or six best friends. I don't have the 20 that I thought I did. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, but that's okay, right? Um, I would rather have quality over quantity and I would rather have uh, a support system and ecosystem that has my back and understands the things that I go through life, right? And I'm pretty much saying this part too because I think anyone that's gonna listen to this, I, I hope you understand that, you know, this year alone, maybe for your friend groups, or maybe with age, you're getting older and you're realizing this shit. Like, yeah, people are gonna change and there are gonna be some problematic people in your life and it's really up to you. Like, do you wanna be me in the past and fucking give someone 25 chances and then be stabbed in the back and walked over? No. So like, we're all human though, right? Like we make mistakes. So I'm all about, you know, give someone one or two chances. That's fine, but be intuitive, right? read the room and read if someone really is learning or, you know, or if, or if they're just problematic, cause like not everyone's good in this world. And that is the end of my rant. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ting's Tea Time. I, we really got into a few, a few vulnerable things with me lately between, you know, being empathetic and having a breakup and figuring out when you're ready to date and friends and people walking over you. It's been a tense year uh, uh, health-wise with COVID, but it's also been an intense year of mental health and learning about myself and with anxiety and all this. And I just really hope that I can help others out there. And I really, I really do pride myself and try to be a good person. And I, I feel all these emotions. And sometimes, like, can I come off a little like super sensitive or aggressive? Yeah, because I really do care a lot. Um, and it's never my intention to fight and it's never my intention to start drama. What's my intention is to let you know how I feel in the moment though. And if I feel like I'm being walked over and with that said later, talk to you later on Nana Tings.